2: I believe since day one when I joined the club I, I will leave this club one day we are still aware or playing in Champions League Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast it's EuropaVision time joining me Armin Mazoyan. Hello, who played for Red Star Belgrade when they won the European Cup in 1991? Is that correct? Absolutely correct. Factually correct. We we should go with that. Actually, hence why you're on the show to give us to have a European Cup winner to give it gravitas
3: and just to give you perspective of professionals' point of view.
2: Exactly, yeah. Nobody's going to know who played for Red Star Belgrade, are they? No. I mean, you're not even Yugoslavian, as as they were back in the day.
3: I'm nearby, but not quite from there. How are you
2: doing? Well, I'm good, because now the European campaign is up and running officially.
3: Yeah, we've kicked off. We've We've announced ourselves. We have.
2: uh, We've tipped our hat to the rest of the groups, and we've basically said we are here to win this goddamn thing. Our centre backs have now got their instructions down, I think. after, I mean, poor old Clement Longley, he's, he's learning his villa trade on the pitch during the conference league. So he did, I mean, he had a bit of a baptism of fire in Warsaw. So uh, I think uh, it was all good on that front of Carlos and him. And, you know, you've got to remember these are both previous Champions League centre backs. So it's not as if uh, we've got a load of newbies in there.
3: No, as we have said it's not really the, the personnel as much as the kind of cohesion and it looks finally like they they might have gelled a little bit so yeah it was I was surprised very surprised before last week we spoke about you know it's potentially going to be a difficult tie because we we have a certain of lethargy so far in Europe but it they really surprised me they they were on it from the first minute absolutely blew away a very solid team.
2: Yeah and I mean Elkmar had we're perhaps at home one of the informed teams across Europe. We've only like one loss in you know, his mid 20s amount of game, I think, 25, 26, something like that. Well, David and- Wolf certainly wasn't expecting it, was he? Yeah. Uh, David Wolf, their Norwegian left back after the game, said, I have never in my life played against such a good team. I mean, he's, he is only 21, so there is that to factor in. When we pressed high, they played the ball behind us. When we Stayed back. They played the ball in between us. It was a whole different level. I think that's because Ajax is shit at the moment. So when he's when they played them a couple of weeks ago, I think the comparison of Villa and Ajax, we're we're, we're on a different level to those guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, if if a Tottenham player comes out and says that in a couple of weeks, then you'll know, you know, you'll know it's, we're real, we're the real deal. <laughs> well, they will do, hopefully.
2: Before we go on, helping to support the show, NordVPN are offering a bumper deal where you can get an extra four months free on top of huge savings on the personal choice when it comes to VPN of my old man said. If you want to protect your privacy on your devices and while you're browsing, then NordVPN allows you to use it on six devices. And... Of course, one of the key attributes of a VPN is it allows users to watch sporting events, TV shows, films which aren't available in their region by switching their virtual location to a country where you can watch it. Perfect for those 3 pm kickoffs on Saturday or 2 p.m kickoffs on a Sunday for the untelevised games in the UK. To grab your exclusive discount, off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash moms and you'll receive four extra months for free. And there's a no-risk Nord 30-day money-back guarantee as well. You'll find the link uh, in the episode description notes as well. So check it out. Any standouts for you in Alkmaar?
3: Not really um, I, I did think the uh, the predator the Greek predator he missed his big chance didn't he but you can see why he's a threat but really they, they didn't offer too much that the, the chap that scored the goal that, that was a great strike
2: but in terms of a Villa point of view I mean I, I was most impressed by Tillemans and Bailey really announcing themselves as members of uh, this squad now that and when they come in you you know you don't have any uh, feeling that we are weakened uh, so to speak it's it's another option
3: you know it has to be Bailey because of the goal and two assists and they were they were good assists as well um put one on a plate for Watkins yeah, put one in for McGinn and his goal was absolutely you know when, you, when you've got a tense game that we needed to win to, to come up with your weaker foot and, and stick the ball you know in the far corner that, that was, it was absolutely brilliant performance and I'm, I'm happy for him because he's he's struggled for two years now so he needed he needed the fans behind him and I think hopefully now people will, will kind of get off his back a little bit and support him.
2: Yeah, because he's been a bits and pieces player. He's 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 showed that he has got end product and he can he you know he can deliver. But it was he wasn't really a ninety minute player, was he? And I thought this game he showed a bit more across the whole spell of the game.
3: Yeah, he's he's frustrating in the ninety minute games because he breaks up a lot of moves. He sometimes tries skill when when he shouldn't potentially, but like you've, I think you said it even last season throughout your your main shows with um with the other guys that really you, you wouldn't sell him because he's someone you can always bring off the bench and and we're yeah. seeing that even in glimpses. I mean, I'm just about to post his stats on the uh, the latest Five Reasons article, and he's put up some amazing numbers so far. He's only played three, four games um in terms of his minutes, and he's, he's contributed I think five uh five goals, what well, between five goals slash assists, so goal contribution so yeah he's um he's really he's really important at the moment for us
2: yeah he's got to the level i mean at half time against luton i was thinking this game i think we said on the main show this game's actually crying out for bailey because this team isn't posing as any problems so you don't have to think about bailey in terms of like covering and helping uh, cover cash for example or you know or vice versa on the other side so that when, he, when he's got that free reign just to attack then get him on because you know he's got the skill and trickery to break down deep sitting defenses
3: and, and he's confident which the, the one thing i think sometimes people get lazy with with wingers in particular because they think oh it's just lazy winger and also um that the kind of traditional stuff of that they don't defend they don't and, and to be fair he has been guilty of that at times but he does try and I, I do think i don't think he's lazy i think he is he does press in the in the final third he doesn't get back enough to help cash But I do from his interviews. I always get the feeling that he's he's actually quite a decent chap. He's he's he wants to do well. I think his comments in the last week about understanding why you know there's rotation and he's happy for the team. I I just get the feeling he's he's actually a team player. Yeah, I think he's he's almost been labelled as your kind of stereotypical problematic winger, lazy winger, and I, I think that's a little bit harsh. Um, and I, I just hope it, it it turns around for him now because thirty million quid is is a lot. Uh, before us, he was linked with Liverpool. He was, you know, he, he was a big name in European football. So I hope he he lives up now finally to to the price tag.
2: Yeah, no, I think he will. Him and Tillemans will, especially when you get into like, for example, in the league in December when you've got uh, you know a whole bunch of games, eight.
3: Yeah, it's going to be busy.
2: Then you're going to see Tillman. I mean, Tillman's looking at the league. He's played in every league game so far, but he's started none. He's been off the bench 10 times. But I think he will start to get starts and Bailey will just in the kind of rotation. So this is where the Europa League, Europa Conference League, has actually uh, bad fruit in terms of getting players up to scratch. And similar, it'll help uh, Carlos and Longley. I mean, this is one of the reasons why you know is at least in the league cup try to get through a couple of rounds because it's it's giving those players on the fringes or in the match day squad that start on the bench, actual game time, which is valuable for when you get into the winter period because then everybody's at a certain certain level so you can drop them in. Let's move on to the other game where we will call it. We've only just realized that's what it should have been called, where we talk about the other game in the group. This pitted Zrinski against Warsaw. From a Villa point of view, you're thinking, well, if we can beat Alkmaar and this game is either a home win or a draw, then we're right in pole position straight away because you know, we're ahead on the head-to-head with Zerinsky, so we'd be above them in the league. And you, you kind of don't want other teams winning away because that complicates matters.
3: Well, yeah, we're second, aren't we? We're not top after that big
2: win. So. Probably the result we didn't want uh, was Warsaw winning away no. against Zrinski, and that's what happened, even though Zrinski were 1-0 up initially. Well,
3: they were 1-0 up, but the game was, was an absolute mess in terms of goals disallowed and VAR decisions. So it really could have gone either way. And and actually I wouldn't be surprised watching the extended highlights if um I watched some of the game live as well that bits I managed to find, but I wouldn't be surprised if Zerinsky win away. I mean it will be harder obviously because we know Warsaw's attacking. Because Zerinsky had
2: two two goals disallowed, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah.
3: And and actually the goal they've conceded was an own goal um as well. Really really silly own goal. So
2: the goal that made it 2-1 was disallowed, but then it was overturned by VAR. Yeah,
3: so VAR did and then And then they scored a late equaliser uh, only for that to be... I mean, it's one of those decisions where it's the, the player's Shoulder is leaning forwards and he's level uh, with the defender, and it 's given us offside so they they were really unlucky on the, on the night but it's it 's going to be a really hard one now for them to recover from because that's they did well in their first match and they needed to to kind of at least win one of these games so we yeah. will see it'll be an interesting second second time between them
2: yeah I mean just from experience in warsaw i I, I just feel that crowd will Give Warsaw an advantage in the return of this game, and also that this result will sharpen uh, Warsaw's uh, expectations now because they've they've started to flake a little bit in the league, their domestic league, and this is they'll be scenting, smelling blood in terms of being able to get through this group because their game against AZ, which were very much should be a potentially a decider is at yeah. their ground and we've seen their atmosphere at their ground so if that is a deciding game then they're pretty well equipped to have a, a big night there
3: it's actually quite ended up being quite an interesting group hasn't it with with a variety of teams very kind of different parts of, of europe but also just decent sides that, that are really going at it um i mean we, we've come late to the party as we said we, we weren't really at the races the first two games but the hope now is we we can turn them over at home, AZ, and then really it's just a matter of trying to beat Legia to the, to the top of the table.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we beat AZ at uh, Villa Park, then they've got problems in terms yeah. of uh, getting through. And uh, you've got to obviously factor in Warsaw-Zrinsky, but if Warsaw win that game is expected, then the Warsaw-Villa Park game will be a uh, winner-takes-all, really.
3: Yeah, and I think their fans will come prepared for for war with our horses waiting for them (laughs) and their hammers (laughs) knows what's gonna
2: happen yeah that'll be a a lively night in birmingham uh, that is for sure right
1: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: In terms of the Europa Conference League at large, my tips to be the main threat to Villa, Fenerbahce, one again... 3-1 3-1 against Ludo Gretz. They are one of only three teams that have a 100% record in the competition. The Czech team, uh, Victoria Peltsen and the Greek side PAOK who I think are in uh, Aberdeen's group. They are. They got a late winner though in, uh, at Petaudry. Uh, I think it was
3: 96th. It, it was really unbelievable. It, I, I kind of clocked off at 2-0 and it was late because I was trying to get a good stream for the for the um, the other game in our group. And what happened was 73 minutes. Next time I saw the score, it was 3-2 uh, to
2: the Greeks. And so, scored sorry, 96. Aberdeen were 2-0 up with 73 minutes.
3: Yeah, so they, they absolutely bottled it and, and lost of a 96-minute winner. Um, so they managed Aberdeen
2: to Aberdeen have uh, they've had some spirited games where they've just uh, yeah. shanked it at the end. Yeah. Yeah, they're much better than uh, than
3: what we saw from Hibbs. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. So Venepachi now, I think they're they 19 games this season with 19 100%. wins. Uh, Eden Jekko scored a hat trick in the league at the weekend. So they are. I, I still think they're they're a real live dog in this uh, tournament, and uh, we shall see what happens. Uh, Fontina actually woke up with a six nil win against Carricki
3: kukuriki i don't know i've never heard of that team before no, but they've right. they've taken a pummeling so far in every game so that frankfurt they're not...
2: wins six nil as well
3: yeah against helsinki so yeah that's it seems like every the bigger teams are waking up finally
2: yeah so these middle group games where you play one team back to back normally is where it that's where it kind of focuses i mean you've seen it in the champions league where teams have like drawn and lost you know the first two games and they're like not really at it and then suddenly they come alive because it it just focus you, you think if we can win these two games against this team then we're right back in in the picture and I, I think uh, that's what's largely happened across this tournament but uh, you know Yilil, Florentina Frankfurt are now back in the top two spots and you'd put your money on them to actually uh, qualify
3: yeah it's the it's a Fiorentina one I mean we, we'll look at the groups in more detail they, they still have work to do because they've got the group with um with three teams on on five points so it would be great for Villa if they if they got knocked out somehow but it's unlikely isn't it
2: yeah although to be honest with you I don't fear anybody apart from Fenerbahce I mean I keep banging the, the Turkish drum but I, I believe they're the ones that have got momentum. And they've actually, when you look through their team, they've actually, maybe, you know, the players are, they're, they're coming to the autumn of their careers, but still on a, on a given night, and especially, uh, I, I kind of prefer, I would prefer them in the final, although it, it is in Greece and Turkey, Turkish fans will be there. I, I would say, you know, they would be there by hook or crook and would have probably the majority in the in the stadium because of its cl- close proximity to Greece. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. The, the Fenerbahce Villa final, which I've <laughs> prophesised. But you don't really want them in the semis. That would that would d- be a battle, actually. I, I,
3: I, I'm being honest. With you. I think uh, we talked about this in Match Club after the um, the away game in AZ, and I think over two legs one, or in one single game, I think we do beat them because. You know the stars of their team, as you said, are, are slightly past it um, in terms of they're not playing in in major European sides, as in Syria Hour or anywhere like that, because that they are. I think Zeko, what must be thirty eight now, but Is on he? the day, yes, they they could. No, he's not. Abs- he is, I think,
2: thirty-seven. Still, I I didn't know he was that old. <laughs> yeah, no.
3: do you know why I know that? Because he played. So Eden Zeko played in the Champions League final against Man City last year, and it just gave you. I mean, I was amazed at how well Inter did actually in that final. But given the kind of difference in quality, but he's, he's obviously still got something to offer. Us, but he, I just think we're we're much stronger than them,
2: to be perfectly honest. What about with you, Tadic? Tadic did well in. He's Holland. thirty-four. No, I didn't
3: realise he was that old, but he he did well in Holland.
2: All right, so these guys are actually older than I thought. I thought they were like 32, you know, 31, 32.
3: They're still the kind of team that, you know, if if everything clicks, they they could cause anybody a problem probably. But, you know, I I just think we're stronger. I do. do.
2: That's cheered me up actually, realising that uh, uh, Dzeko and uh, Tadic were 37 and 34 respectively.
3: Yeah, so I, I think we could beat them. To be honest, with you. again, if we have oh, a yeah, of course team. we can
2: beat them. But I'm just saying that they are a threat, and you wouldn't want to be doing a two legger against them just because of their home ground would be a force. Although you'd probably look at that Warsaw game as good practice for anything that's on the horizon in terms of uh, knockouts. But we're still going to get there. That's the the problem. This group is not done and dusted just no, yet. No, in terms of it- domestic form of the group's teams Uh, Villa as you know uh, high flying at the moment hopefully we can do Forest and Fulham in the upcoming games before uh, the international break that would we're five points clear now in fifth that would probably add at least another point or two
3: well, you said uh, last week when I said we're comfortable in fifth, you said eight points was where, was where you would say comfortably in fifth. Oh well, yeah, so all right. Five, okay. Is, okay, five we're is not yeah. <laughs> five is fairly comfortable. Um, pretty, pretty. No, pretty no, good. but I'm just
2: saying that's where we are now. But after those two games, if we had a few more points onto that, yeah, we're getting into that uh, clarification of comfortable almost. Definitely and you'll need to be there because obviously with Spurs away, Arsenal, Manchester City at home, certainly it's a different level of game and you may drop a, a point or two so it's it's good to have a little buffer zone exactly. because then you'll be back at games where you're picking up three points and you can continue your business. But, but equally you might take the
3: you know, if playing some of these teams, it might take the pressure off a little bit—not—not not in a kind of lazy way, but just it might mean, okay, look, we've got a buffer. Let's do our best, and actually, it might might get the best out of our players. So we'll, we'll see. It's—it's it's a really—it's got to focus on Forest because that's not that's not going to be easy either. So well, it is. <laughs> I'll wait for the main pod to come out. I'm
2: sure. Yeah, where we've spoken to a Forest fan for something for the weekend and put fear of God in him. So All right, in terms of A Z, well. From being a, a cracking home outfit, so what happened to West Ham? We we destroyed them. They haven't won since. They've lost the the last two games, uh, even lost at home against Everton. We we put the fear of God in people. They see David Wolf. I've never played against anything like this. They, <laughs> they have to reevaluate their their footballing lives. And Az, now have they got beat, or have or have they got beat? Because uh, they got they were two one down against uh, NEC. And then uh, NEC's player Bastost, or Dorst, collapsed Dorf. in the 90th minute, so the game was abandoned.
3: Yeah, first of all, it seems like he's okay, which is good news, so he's yeah. had hospital picks and things, but the game, So they, they, if you look at the table, they've not included it yet, so... I'm not sure we've tried to find information, but I don't think they've decided yet whether they're just going to play probably from the 90th minute, I guess, or whether they replay the whole tie. Yeah, because
2: I think um, they did that, was it uh, in the Ajax game that got uh, suspended? They just played the rest of the game behind closed doors when the fans ran amok. Yeah. I mean, AZ a second, uh, by the way, although they have a game in hand to catch up with the PSV. I'm assuming
3: they they lose that. They're five points off PSV now.
2: Meanwhile, in Warsaw, Legia lost at home, 3-1, against Stal Mielec. Yep. Leger Warsaw are now sixth, although they do have a game in hand. Although, so does Rakow in uh, fourth. So they're dropping to the mid-table. Legia and- have
3: had the opposite effect of the Villa effect. They they beat Villa and, and they've sunk yeah. like a like a ship ever since they beat us.
2: So. Meanwhile, Zerinsky drew 2-2 away at Pesuje and they are currently second, as they were when we last spoke about them, sandwiched in between Borac and Sarajevo. Right, let's end this Europa vision by uh, looking at the odds for the tournament. Villa still at their... Four to one favourite status. Florentina they have been eight to one since the start. I think second favourite. Yeah, favorites. hasn't moved. Even even Frankfurt when we lost. ten to one. I don't know about Frankfurt, although they—they seem to have woken up. Fenerbahce though, people have been listening to this EuropaVision pod. <laughs> they've been slashed. They were twenty-five to one. Then they went to twenty to one. Now they're ten to one. Well, they keep winning don't they so
3: yeah. it's going kind to of bound to
2: happen Lille are 14 to 1 and AZ now are 20 to 1 yeah I didn't see enough because you know the idea of groups is to get through the group so you can lose games uh and you know mess around as Villa have done in the first two games but as long as you get through you're still alive in the tournament and teams sometimes are very slow starters but I didn't see anything from AZ and they, they scraped through against Warsaw at home and that could have gone the other way or, or yeah. ended up in a draw they're at 20-1 to one now but I'm not going to say actually well they got in the semi-finals last year and uh, there's still something about them I, I didn't see the evidence of that because Villa was so clinical and convincing so it's going to be tough for them they will be in a awkward position if Villa beat them at Villa Park
3: Yeah and, and as you said last week as well that they, they are doing very well in their home league even though they're, they're likely going to lose the game from the weekend but they're going to try and get into the Champions League so that they've got their eye on probably on the home league now given Ajax have disintegrated so yeah perhaps perhaps that they're not really going to be a threat in this competition but we'll see I mean I wonder we'll we'll talk about that next time but I do wonder who will play at home to
2: AZ because it still needs to be won that game AZ will have eyes on securing that second spot to get in the Champions League they'll be able to brush this getting knocked out of this tournament off fairly easy because I think if they focus on, on finishing second, Ajax aren't going to do shit this season. And I think it's easier for them to qualify for the Champions League than it is for Villa. Uh, I'll say that. But Villa wants silverware more and would, if they get through this group, would then have the eyes on the prize 100%, I think.
3: Yeah, and and we've we've got the squad. So that they're playing their first team I and mean, we saw they played you know a very strong side against us and, and still got turned over we do have a bit of a squad to use while we can, and and obviously when when things get more important and and significant, I think yeah we'll we'll switch to our first team. I hope, yeah. but it's it's a, basically I think it's more of a long shot for them um, to to win this as you get into the latter stages because yeah that they need the depth really to manage the league as you say, push for the Champions League and maintain you know playing yeah because ultimately and sides. the
2: the prize is bigger for them uh, for that. In terms of Villa, it's. Uh... I think it's a bit more intrinsic that you want to do something in this tournament as well as the league. And I think once you get past Christmas, then it's not as much of a drag, really. Because we're at the League Cup anyway, so that, in terms of the early part of the year, that compensates. And uh, Europa League just replaces that, really. And you've got a transfer window to see if you need to reinforce to battle on two fronts. So, you know, at the start of the season, and, you know, I was also had my doubts about this it's like you look at Spurs and they haven't got any European distractions so they can make a good fist of the league because it's their sole focus and you're thinking well can Villa will it hinder Villa against the likes of Spurs and Chelsea in terms of battling for a a potential fifth spot and you know throw Newcastle in there as well and then we're hit by four big, big injuries. And, you know, these players, okay, they popped up for a couple of cameos. Well, Ramsey, but to all extents and purposes, haven't been in the team. And you're thinking, well, it's not ideal to be stretched if you're really focusing on the league, but we've handled it really well. And Emery has been proven right, even though, you know, I'm, I'm thinking we should have gone stronger defensively in the first two games. But ultimately, if you got three points against Serinsky, it was just the Warsaw game, which is a block on the copybook, really. But as I said, you don't have to win every game to get through uh, the group stage. But we seem to be handling it well. And two of those players are coming back now of those injured four. And then you've got a January winder. So I think no problems on both fronts.
3: Yeah, and in Emery's defence as well, if you look at, say, the League Cup exit, you look at the Ligia Warsaw defeat, I think he was probably expecting a performance like the one we had against AZ, where Tielemans, you know, really turned up, Bailey really turned up. And I think he was probably more disappointed and shocked at, at how poorly they adapted to the game and and okay you're right the atmosphere in Poland is particularly severe for your first kind of appearance for Villa In if you're you know Clement Longley but I I think watching the AZ game I think I got a feeling of oh this is what he wanted he expected people to show that they want to fight for their space and certainly Tulemans and Bailey you know gave him something to think about and now like you said when Bailey comes on now you don't think here's you know a backup player coming on you just think oh here's here's someone who can fit straight back into the system and hopefully Ramsey will will do the same he'll be another player to kind of come in where Zaniolo is playing for example and and, and again if we get him back and Moreno back um, then we're looking we're looking very healthy again.
2: Yeah it's all about application and if these players they're good enough you know, Tillemans is good enough Bale is good enough and if they apply themselves they just bolster the levels of a squad that can play on these two fronts and you know it's not it's not about first 11 it's on it's about let's say a first 15 who can slot in and out and win two games in a week and at this point it's looking good indeed oh until the next uh, EuropaVision, please do follow us on Twitter, it's at My Man Said. and uh, for Armin it's at VillainArmin A-R-M-E-N for Armin, and also uh, join us as a My Old Man said member. We did actually have a reaction to the AZ game, you get extra podcast shows on that as well as ad-free versions so you would have had an ad-free version of this show if you were a member and also We all got together for the AZ game in Match Club, which is a live, it's like a live session where everybody joins in, and it's a good way to get involved for these away European games if you are not travelling out there.
3: That one went on until midnight, didn't it?
2: It did as well, yes. It's where you cut free and uh, tell real stories and uh, real information. Until next time, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him.
3: Goodbye.